Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello Trenders, in typical fashion for this channel I was thinking of video ideas for what I could talk about this week, but then it hit me. I simply cannot believe that the sequel to Breath of the Wild even exists. It sounds like a stupid thing to say, but really let's think about it. There's so many things in the next game that I simply cannot wait for. Not to mention we've only ever gotten a direct sequel to one other 3D game in the series. Another 3D game that's been a 3D game. Phantom Hourglass was an anomaly. <laughs> With that being Ocarina of Time. Us getting a sequel to Breath of the Wild means that the Zelda team had enough great ideas for a brand new game that they thought it would fit perfectly as a direct sequel to one of the best critically performing Zelda games. The best thing about this sequel to me is that Breath of the Wild is one of my favourite Zelda games of all time. It's actually my favourite game of all time, but that's a different discussion and a different distinction for another day. But there are so many little issues in that game to someone who's been following Zelda games since Link to the Past, and I feel like a lot of us can see a lot of glaring issues with Breath of the Wild, and for the most part I've talked about these problems at length. In fact, most of my videos on Breath of the Wild 2 are exploring things that I think could be better in the next game. So today I just wanted to talk about some things that I'm excited for in Breath of the Wild 2. Some things that I just cannot wait to see the first time around, and of course, some things I've never even discussed in a video before. Please do subscribe if you enjoyed the video, I do Zelda videos weekly, sometimes taking little breaks, plus only 15% of people who are watching are subscribed to the channel, so I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a sub. And for you guys who are already subscribed, I'd love it if you could share and comment with some friends. Thanks a ton and let's get into the video. Let's start with something I haven't talked about too much because I'm still really confused on it. The story itself. I am so excited for a new story set in the Breath of the Wild universe though. The story in Breath of the Wild was one of the weakest aspects for me, and a lot of other people it seems like. That and the main game bosses were my two biggest disappointments, but the fact that we're getting another story set in the Breath of the Wild world means that they thought they had a good enough story to tell us in that same world. This time it doesn't seem like we're travelling to a brand new land like we saw in games like Majora's Mask or Spirit Tracks since they were both sequels. The only other two games that were in a similar situation as Breath of the Wild 1 and 2 is Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass. To me this spells out very good things for the story of this game. Now saying this, they did want to tell a story in the first game, and a lot of people were not happy with that conclusion, though with the correct start up to the story in the next game, I think it could retroactively make the ending of the last game much better, which actually might be one of the reasons why the game is taking so long to come out. I mean seriously, this is a direct sequel using presumably a similar engine to the last game with very similar graphics, with the graphics maybe looking just a slight bit better and it's taking a full 5 or 6 years to get out into the public. That is a pretty darn long time. Now of course we know that the world itself seems much larger than the last game, being able to explore the game's original overworld with some new twists, and being able to explore a brand new sky overworld by the looks of it, and I think we'll be getting some other places to explore, but that's not what we're talking about right now. I seriously do think that at least a little more of the development time has gone into thinking about the story, and I think we can see that down to the theories that we have for the game already. A lot of the theories are heavily story based, and there are a lot of cool ways the story could go. Just an example of one of the cool theories is that in the sky sections of the game we could be travelling back in time. We won't be playing as the hero from 10,000 years ago as we've seen now, but we could definitely be going back to that sort of time period. Along with this we also have the story theories about that one shot of Zelda falling into an abyss. 
One theory suggests this could be a vision, shown by the weird arm Link has in the next game. Another theory suggests Zelda does fall into a void, but survives, and she plays through her own little sections of the story. Or other theories say that Zelda could straight up die. Even with very few shots, so many people have been talking about the story itself. Not to mention, Ganondorf. I keep forgetting about Ganondorf. Seriously, I need to do a full video talking about him and his possible involvement in the story in the next game. Having him be in a state of stasis like the monks in the last game is such a cool concept that you could talk about Ganondorf for ages. But that's why I'm only mentioning him here as a reason why I'm excited for the next game instead of going all in, because I need to do a full video on him some other time. Now of course, next I'll obviously say dungeons and bosses, my favourite parts of past Zelda games. I've talked about these too much in previous videos, so I'll make this part of the video at least a little more light than the last part. Breath of the Wild's dungeons were pretty good at one thing in particular, making puzzles that directly correlated to the theming of that dungeon. Varuta had puzzles that needed to use the elephant's water spout to ensure that the water was getting into the right places, meaning that you could go to the terminals to unlock the central terminal of the dungeon. While I like this form of dungeon design, being able to run around and moving from one micro puzzle to another without worrying that you haven't done another puzzle before progressing, I still much prefer the linear dungeons. I think they offer more atmosphere and better combat in particular. However, I'm excited to see how they do dungeons in the next game because I feel like the Zelda team might have seen the criticism for dungeons in the last game and realise what they need to do to improve on those dungeons. I think they want to look back at some previous ones and inject some of the old dungeon formula into the puzzles from the newer Divine Beast. Doing this, I think they could create the greatest puzzles and overall dungeons in the series without a doubt. Making them discoverable in the open world at any time would also make the game highly replayable for some people like me, but that's honestly just a personal hope, and I can't complain if it's not in the game since I've got a taste of that gameplay style now through Elden Ring. Bosses are another thing though. In the next game, don't just make the main bosses like the exact same thing with another gimmick please. I understand that they were trying to make you feel like the Calamity was always watching you, but I can't imagine them doing that same concept again. Instead, make a cool plot point in the game be that the first thing Ganondorf does after waking up from his slumber is look for enemies that could serve as servants to the Gerudo Prince and make them even larger. Perhaps Link will face off against a giant version of a Sculptula for a forest themed dungeon, a giant version of a Keese for a dungeon set in a cave. There's a wide variety of enemies from older games that Ganondorf could easily pull from, or even just create using his magic powers that have very clearly been established through him creating the Calamity while he was still half asleep, presumably under Hyrule Castle. All of this just means that I'm very excited for the dungeons and bosses in the next game, and I'm really hoping that they show some of these in the next trailer for the game that we're hopefully getting in the next month or so. Like seriously, we're only a few weeks away, it's crazy. The final thing I want to discuss for today is the world itself. The fact that we're getting a world on top of the world they established in the first game is crazy to me, and I think it's almost unbelievable to a lot of other people too. I mean, the fact that the Zelda team went all out on the idea of having an open world in the first place back in 2017 was already amazing to a lot of people. So now that we know that we'll at least have the original Hyrule from the last game with some changes and a form of sky exploration in those sky islands, it seems really easy to say that the world is going to be even larger than the last game, and I already sat there and explored the original Hyrule for 400 hours easily, and could easily put another 400 in at any time. But along with this, our Numa has teased that the world is further extended than even that. That would mean we'd have even more to explore. Now personally, I think he means there'll be new places to explore in the Hyrule from the original game since they need to change that up in some way and we haven't seen those changes just yet. I think those changes could be seen in underwater exploration and through caves, and the concept of that just excites me. Not to mention it's not too out of the blue since the Zelda team have an extensive history of making games that have a bunch of caves and underwater exploration in them. It's definitely one of the most hyped things for me when it comes to the next game. 
Seriously though, I'm still in shock that this game even exists, it's crazy to me. So then, here are some thoughts about some of the things that are most exciting for both YamCan64 and Mars88 games. Sorry if I butcher one of those names. You could be shown here next week if you answer my weekly question that comes bundled with the video over on my Twitter. Link in the description. For now though, it's time for you to leave your thoughts about what you're most excited to see in Breath of the Wild 2 in the comments down below. I'll reply in heart every single comment. I'll also say Ganondorf was a very popular answer in the Twitter questionnaire this week. Unlucky that one of those people didn't get picked by the random number generator though, it's kind of weird honestly. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we await for more Breath of the Wild 2 news. I stream on Wednesdays so along with being a part of the 15% of people who subscribed, you'll also get even more content, so thank you a ton if you do. People you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, thank you all so so much for the support guys, and a huge thank you to both Sumji and Jarwiden for being especially amazing since they're my top paying patrons. Just look at the Triforce coloured names and that Triforce font, thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.58 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description and along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms. So please do follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Again, thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you on Wednesday for a stream if you have your notifications on and would like to watch. Otherwise though, I'll see you on Sunday. But for now, Trenders, I'll see you all next week. Please do stay safe.